Canada does not uh, treat us right in terms of the farming and the crossing the borders. Canada has been very tough on this country when it comes to timber, lumber, and other things. Very bad deal with Canada. It's called NAFTA. Well, get along with Canada, but I will tell you, they have been very difficult to deal with. They're very spoiled. They're our allies, but they take advantage of us economically. And so I agree. I love Canada. We have a big trade deficit with Canada. I was reading where, oh, it's actually a surplus. Not a surplus. It's either 17, but it could actually be 100. And I see the television, and he's giving a news conference about how he will not be pushed around by the United States. And I say, push him around. He learned that's going to cost a lot of money for the people of Canada. And then Justin gets up. He said, we fought World War I, we fought World War II, all true, together, all true. We love Canada, but they're taking advantage of us. We're not negotiating with Canada right now. I even love their national anthem. It's called, very appropriately, O Canada. <laughs> Would you like me to sing it? At least Canada knows how I feel. Love the people of Canada. Uh, we don't like their representative very much. They've taken advantage. I love Canada, by the way. I have so many friends. I have everybody. Give my highest regards to Prime Minister of Canada, Justin Trudeau. It's been a little bit since the last episode, uh, just because I was moving cities. Um, but we wanted to start this one by doing a little bit of accountability. Uh, you know, we are a legitimate journalistic uh, organization, and so when we... <laughs> peddle misinformation, I think it's important for us to address that, own up to it, uh, apologize, and pledge to do better. So we have, uh, we have contacted the expert fact checkers. Um, we've gone to Bloomberg, we've gone to the Washington Post, um, we've gone to Radio Free Asia, um, and we will be holding ourselves accountable. Now, last episode, we claimed that there was, quote, no shot that Trudeau actually takes this home. No, 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 no. I don't know no. what that is. We said there was no shot that Trudeau wouldn't win. You're doing it again. You know what? If there's one thing I'm addicted to, it's misinformation. You're spreading misinformation. You, you, gotta, you gotta just power, you gotta just post through it. Like, to be honest, yeah, fair that's, the only, that's the only way. The only way out is through. It's like, uh, like FDR said or something. Um, but yeah. We would like to issue a an official redaction because I guess that's what what journalists are supposed yeah. to do, um, and yeah, it is increasingly looking like not only will the liberals not gain a couple of seats, it is looking more and more like a bit of a swing a bit of a swing election. Yeah, I, like a few days ago, for about a week, people were like panicking because they thought it was like guaranteed O'Toole. If you think that O'Toole is guaranteed to win this election, you're stupid. I know we said that I, if you I think don't... Trudeau will lose this election, you're stupid last episode, but it's like 50-50. Yeah, it, like, at this point, it would be amazing to see a sort of orange crush. Um, well, there's going to be think... an orange crush, but it's going to be an opposition crush. Right, so that, like, the you know, not to sound like one of those, like, incredibly insane Orthodox Marxists, but, like, the conditions are not right right oh now for like an NDP majority, right? Like that's just not going to happen in this election. Like it's, it's just not going to happen for the next thirty years. Well, whatever your opinions on that may be, what where I was what I was saying is, with the NDP, yes, they can 
you know, sometimes hope to hold the balance of power. Other times there'll be official opposition. But I think with this election, it's a chance for a lot of traditionally, I, I would say more traditionally blue ridings to, to flip to the NDP. Yep. I think this is going to be a, a brutal election for the liberals. And if, you know, they lose the coin toss and we do get that, that wretched Irishman, um, Aaron O'Toole, as prime minister, um, I would not be surprised to see a liberal leadership convention uh, fairly soon. Oh, I don't get to vote in that. Who would I vote for? Which I think would be, it would be a lot of fun to just try and like see Trudeau like in front of party members being like, no, this is all the good shit that I did while I was prime minister. Well, so the first thing that would happen would there be a, a leadership review. And so it wouldn't be that like Trudeau would be primaried in a sense. Yeah, it was yeah, that there would be a vote on whether or not to get rid of him. But he, he would have to hold himself. Yeah, no, he would have to defend himself like Mulcair. He'd be like, yeah, why didn't you do electoral? Like, obviously, like the electoral reform, that ship has sailed. Good. Like, the writ has been dropped. I'm happy about it. But, like, it, there's all of this stuff that the liberals are, like, trying to campaign on now. And the the response to it is, wait, did you guys not do that? Yeah. Was that not your last election's platform from fucking twenty or even twenty fifteen's platform? Yeah, like, so that that's kind of the issue with a snap election is that usually you do it when you've done stuff. Yeah, and so far they're kind of coasting off of, oh well, we're just going to expand, um, you know, the unemployment and student benefits. We're going to, you know. I mean, we we're going to talk about the the actual platforms themselves later. But to put it in a couple sentences, the liberal platform is what we were promising to do in 2019, but for real this time. Okay, in fairness. And one, of, one, of the, one of the things that they're sort of pledging to do is housing, which obviously, important issue. But, you know, it is very much a sort of a... a I, I don't think it's quite fair to say that it's an intentionally, like, Thatcherite move of, like oh, uh, you know, we're going to make you, you're going to be able to own a home, you know, to, to split that vote. Um, but I think it's like the language of like seeing renters as someone who like are sort of a lower class inherently. And like, if you own a home, you know, if you, if you own a home, then you're completely fine financially and that's sort of where we should stop supporting you is when you've got a nice incredibly government subsidized mortgage going yeah so i just want to say in fairness right the liberals got elected in fall of 2019 which means that they got like a few months to actually govern not in a crisis and it was a minority anyways so i don't want to be like too hard on them for not implementing like sweeping housing reform yeah. But I do want to say that Justin Trudeau tweeted out last night, there was something like, young people don't want to be given a home for free. They want a decent chance to own one. It's like, shut up. I actually would like, I would like a Speak free Speak for actually. yourself, idiot. Yeah, Give me honestly. a house. Like, I want one. There are enough. I think it'd be cool. I mean, I think it, it's, it's, consi it's ideologically consistent of me to want a free house. Um, you know, as long as it's $2.6 million and not two point seven. Um but I think the, uh, you know, if I could have a house, like, to own, I could put up whatever paint wallpaper I want. I could make as much noise as I want when I'm hanging out, um, you know, watching old, well, 
watching old podcast clips on my Apple TV. Not of this show, of course. I would never stoop to the level of re-listening. Actually, the podcast clips he listens to are lower level. They are far lower than yours. so i'm talking no 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 no, no. I, we're not I'm just sitting this. there i'm just this. sitting there it's 3 a.m i'm sitting in my living room i'm wearing like you know i'm wearing a white tank top right now so just wearing one of those just like a bowl of microwave nachos on my chest and i'm just like eating them while watching like pod save clips and like canada land clips and i'm like laughing every time one of them like meant like references like some attack ad from 20 from like you know 2015 just like chuckling to myself being like huh i remember that hey that guy Um, really shit himself on air (laughs) so um what has happened since we last talked so oh someone threw some stones at trudeau yeah which is like funny the, the london ontario police are investigating but like it was more that trudeau's like campaign just got swarmed by like people's party like psychos and it was just like you you should be grateful that someone just threw gravel at him, you know? Okay, so here's what I want to say. First of all, all of these, like, protesters that show up and heckle him at every single one of his events do him more good than harm. And second of all, oh, yeah. his dad also got stones thrown at him on the eve of an election, except it was in Quebec, and there were real stones thrown by, like, people who actually had, like, arm muscles because they were French-Canadians and not just, like, loser PPC nerds. Um, and you know what he did? He kept. St- he stayed on stage and he finished his speech, cause he was cool, and it won him an election. Trudeau just like runs away to his bus and then goes on Twitter and cries about it. And then Aaron O'Toole po- yeah. is like, "Oh, guys, don't do political violence." And then a bunch of liberals guys. get angry in his replies, being like, "You're literally Trump. You didn't even say Trudeau by name. You should have said don't be violent towards Trudeau, not don't be violent towards politicians." I That's hate you. You're gonna ruin that, like, our country. That's. I mean. In a country that's, like, so obsessed with civility, it's amazing that someone managed to get mad at him for that, but I get that it's, like, election season derangement syndrome, and that, you know, anything you say can and will be used against you. No, we just, we literally have Trump derangement syndrome in Canada. Like, if if Jugmeat were to, like, say, yeah, I'm gonna, you know, not just pharmacare, but we're gonna expand, like, dental care to everyone, you would get a billion fucking op-eds from, like, former liberal staffers being, like, yeah, um, this is actually a problem because if you give people dental care, um, it creates a two-tier system, and you know there would be a million articles about how it's too far left. Yeah, and then you know, um, the next you just like look down and like the Globe and Mail, and you just be like, why us sending, um, you know, a blank check over to far-right death squads in Ukraine is actually a first step to socialism, and it's like. It's a we are a country that is obsessed with straddling the middle. Yeah. To the point where like, I don't want to say that the liberal and conservative parties are like functionally identical. So what it is is like, that the conservative party is just liberals from the '90s. Like they're like socially liberal, free trade people. Yeah, which like I think is a nice problem to have. Yeah. Like if that's your sort of big right wing party, I think like oh, I love it. As as much as I love to shit talk this country, and believe me, I really do. We are in a much better place than America is. We're in a much better place than 95% of other countries. But, so, I think, yeah, like, having a bunch of Bill Clintons running around as your, you know, far-right opposition is probably not a horrible problem to have. Bill um, Clintons without uh, 
you know, the ability well, to order bombings the on Yugoslavia. Yeah, and without any of the other baggage, too. Um, oh, Trudeau so 100% cheats. Oh, well, There's yeah, no way that guy it's doesn't. It's in the family. It's in the family. Oh, no, but then it's, I guess it's O'Toole. So O'Toole, O'Toole's loyal. There's no way he's not. Yeah, O'Toole is 100... I feel like O'Toole's probably a wife guy. He's. I bet you he's never even, like, like thought about another woman since he got married. Exactly. He's, like, he's kind of got, like... At least in terms of physical appearance and, like, his speaking demeanor, he's got kind of Mike Pence energy. I don't mean in terms of, like, ideology. But, like, he's just kind of... He's, like, that kind of guy. Yeah. To just, like, only, like, talk about his wife. Yeah. Which, like, you know what? Props to the Irish. For the most part, they're faithful. Well. Unlike those... Unlike those mendacious French Canadians. Irish infidelity... <laughs> We're, you're pulling you're pulling the statistics right now ireland has the most active love cheats in the world new study says no fucking ireland way. boasts the most active adulterers in the world according to a new survey by dating app ashley madison which is of course the app that you use to cheat right wait one in five marriage cheats here 20 percent claim to have sex with their illicit lover every single day so what you're saying is aaron o'toole is one of the good ones Aaron O'Toole is one of the good ones because he left. He's, yeah, he's no longer in Ireland, which makes him one of the good Irish people. Yeah. Um, I think it's it is still very funny to make fun of the plight of, of Irish people. Like, yeah. if you're a guy that's mad about, I don't want I don't want to say potato like saying like mad about like the trouble or the potato famine. That's like recent, but if you're like, yeah, they were brought here and treated as second class citizens, and like your hill to die on is like the Irish. And not, like, the system that required that sort of industrial reserve army. Irish people I were slaves, have... too. But we didn't complain of... Actually, I can't do a good Irish accent. That's, like, it, I'm I not doing an Irish, an Irish accent. A good Irish accent. I wouldn't, even like... grace, I wouldn't even grace that disgusting vermin of a people with it. Oh my God. I'm, by the way, yeah, we're... To, the, to the listeners, I'm ethnically Irish. I think so am I. There's some weird... Some weird genetics yeah. on one side of my family. We'll put it Irish way. and French Canadian, um, the two worst type of people. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we so you know Trudeau got rocks thrown at him, which small if ones. If he were a better polit, if he were like a better politician, would be able to spin it into, oh my God, they're being you know so divisive, and you know this isn't who we are. Because I think that would be the time for a tweet like that, if you're the Liberal oh, Party Oh, he's leader. done that. He's def- like, he ran into the bus but, and immediately got on his phone and started tweeting. Yeah. But, so we are going to, you know, the first debates are in a couple days, and we were thinking, you know, do we want to do a, a sort of either live episode or live reaction or a sort of recap once it's finished? And, like, we're both, you know, first of all, a little busy, but it's also, like, there's nothing that's going to happen at those debates that we're gonna care about in a week like let's be real here like if we were to go three months from now come back to our debate episode that would hypothetically be recorded like right as it wrapped up we would be like soy facing over like jug meat epically owning like maxime bernier oh yeah yeah right like it would just be like stuff that no one would absolutely no one would remember bernie's not gonna be so in we're just gonna sort of it. He'll own, like, Blanche or something. We're going to probably do a history episode for next week. Yeah. Um, but We'll do a live one for the case, actual election like we did for uh, America. Yeah. 
That was, so, uh, that, I still remember how much fun I had on that one, because I just remember there being, like, 20 so people great. there, and just, like, the way the air went out of the room when I told everyone that Trump won Florida. Because, like, <laughs> I knew so about, I knew about the Red Mirage, and also I didn't care, but, like, not everyone else realized that the Red Mirage was going to be a thing. And so, yeah. when they're, like, looking at the map, and it's like, oh my god, all these states are red, like, fucking Pennsylvania and, like, all of New England are red and oh trump just won florida everyone's like oh my god he's gonna win oh my god of course we yeah, know he won because joe like... biden showed up at 3 a.m with 119,000 votes in wisconsin yeah man you gotta you gotta let me in jack i, I think <laughs> i left my reading glasses <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So, yeah that's good i i think now we're gonna you know start i, I don't want this to just be us like comparing like oh whose healthcare plan is better like i think it's important to sort of look at the big picture here of what's on and off the table when it comes to this election so obviously you know this country as well as many others i've seen a uh, incredible increase in evictions and homelessness i mean even the people who normally um you know make posts about like fuck i don't know chrissy teigen's dog on twitter and being like oh my god they're you know her dog looks amazing today even they will sometimes pop off a tweet that's like i i ran into this this disgusting homeless person near my near my house and then they'll like tag the mayor of their city that they're in and be like please do something about this i called the police on them but they said there wasn't anything they can do um so like it, it's a problem that since obviously since the pandemic started but even before then is considered an eyesore by some and you know obviously upsetting to to others um you know a lot of people just see it as a sort of like a, a hygiene or like a cleanliness thing where like you know as long as they're i can't see them they don't exist and then i don't have to worry about them whereas if i can see someone who i don't know maybe is overdosing and if I were to have a naloxone kit and were willing to administer it could save their life, but instead I'm just going to post about how dirty they were and that, you know, the police should come in and send them on a train to a different city. Um, but yeah, so what I'm saying is housing is a huge election issue right now. So the Liberals' plan is to build 1.4 million new homes. Now, I don't know if you have your ear to the ground, dear listener, as I do in terms of what gets built in this, you know, in this great country of ours. It's Actually a lot great. of infill. Yes. A lot of infill and a lot of condos that are then sold far before they're constructed as investment properties. So whether it's a condo that gets built and then managed by a company that will just rent it out, or if it's, you know, individual people that will secure, that already have a big rental portfolio will secure a loan off the back of that pay for the place you know once they start renting it's a hellhole and you know the the liberal platform is to take action against speculators but i don't know like i don't understand under this current system how they want to make 1.4 million new homes protect like it says protect your rights, which is perfectly vague. I mean, that's 
that's like politicians 101 in terms of language you got to use and then yeah take action against speculators which i don't know implementing like a an empty house tax or you know I understand that there's been some moves made towards sort of severely limiting foreign investment and, you know, but there isn't like, there's going to be a vetting process. It's not like there will be any sort of state apparatus moving in and saying, wait, why do you need to own five houses and rent them all out and then live in the, in the upstairs of one and rent out your basement apartment as well? There's no consideration for that. Yeah. And you know, it says unlock home ownership for the middle class. So obviously they're still going to keep the sort of renting class around because it's useful. So, you know, I don't want to say, you know, Justin Trudeau is going to be a Maoist and fucking abolish landlords, but implicit in this platform is no, well, if you don't have, like, if you are lucky enough to have the money to buy a house, we are going to do our best for you. If not, please eat shit. The people who need housing most rather than apartments are not middle class people. Right. It's if you're a middle a class problem. person renting an apartment, it's probably a pretty nice apartment that you can afford. It is not a problem of renters not being able to afford homes. That, in my opinion, is a secondary problem to ensuring that everyone has a place to live. By the way, home ownership, like, it should be guaranteed. Yeah. Like, no, 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 no. I know. I'm just, I'm I'm like, I'm making it clear here that when I say that middle class having to rent is not a problem, I think the middle class should all own homes. I think the working class should all own homes. I think the upper class should not exist. Um, But if they do, they should, I mean, they do own homes. Yeah. I'm just, like, saying that it's, it's just a case of mixed priorities. And I think it's because right. it's we are well. It's because it's the middle class that vote. Yeah. Right. Like I look. I'm not. I'm gonna get up on my soapbox here, and w- I went in to the elections Canada office that is closest to me. Um, it's about a 15 minute walk from the sort of student area of the city that I'm in, and I was the youngest person in there by at least 35 years. At least. Mm-hmm. And those are the people that are voting. Those people accurately realize that if they go out and vote and, you know, they're a big enough demographic that it is catered to them. I don't want to be one of those guys that is annoying about how, you know, youth don't vote and that's the problem. What I'm saying is if you live in a big city, you know, you or you live in a university town, take the half hour take the 45 minutes to grab a utility bill grab your health card grab your driver's license your your student card get even they'll accept get out and just just vote ndp vote ndp vote if you're not gonna vote ndp don't vote if you're not gonna vote ndp please uh incinerate your ballot yeah draw a large uh male genitalia on your ballot yeah, that actually that yeah that's the official uh, June or vote NDP. Is, if you don't want to vote NDP, draw a huge penis. Even if you're like, e- and I I mean this even to like the further left viewer listeners of ours who are like, oh, but I want to vote communist or I want to vote communist Marxist Leninist or I'm going to vote for the I think if you socialist vote, if Workers you vote, Party of Canada, vote NDP. Shut up. No one cares. Yeah, like 
you really you honestly think that through a parliamentary system such as Canada's that we're going to achieve communism through that? What you do is you make if you if they realize that the communist votes are going away from the communist parties and into the NDP, then all your communists are going to go join the NDP and they're going to set up their little caucus like uh with yeah. fight back or whatever those losers are and then you <laughs> Then you can, um, or, or like, you know, whatever the other one's called. Uh, and then you can try and influence NDP policy. Do entryism. Elect Bernie in the primary. Like, unironically. <laughs> Wait. Yeah, actually, yeah, if you're not going to vote NDP and you don't like drawing dicks because you think it's vulgar, write in Bernard Sanders <laughs> for, for whatever writing you're in. Um, but, you know, going to the, the conservatives platform here, um, at least... You know, we have, under the plan tab, we have jobs, accountability, fuck yeah, there it is, one of my favorite words of all time, mental health, country, economy, and environment as the lowest on the pile. Um, another thing that's entirely not on the table is, like, stopping oil production, weaning off, you know, we... We signed our deal in Paris. That's all that matters, really. And he's going gorillas. Right. right. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna be you know carbon neutral by the time that we're getting engulfed by the sun, and you know that's good enough for again the TV addicted middle to upper middle class middle well middle to upper class white people that are going to vote in this election. Okay, okay so here's the that's thing. Good though. enough for them because it's not their fucking. Here's problem. the thing. This policy that they've got is basically just like a market-oriented liberal solution with the added flavor of, quote, standing up to China in it. Like, they've got low-carbon savings accounts, which is like, oh, well, you know, charge you less for your gas money if you're doing green. I think one of, one of the best parts of, of the conservative thing is like, okay, how do we tackle the whole gig workers thing? I know, we're going to force all those gig economy employers to set up savings accounts to pay the benefits for to pay the benefits that they're otherwise skimping out on because they're obviously not going to find loopholes with that and not have to pay it um i just opened up the the full 83 page document that again um it's not worth reading it's only worth opening to the first page because they got aaron o'toole um nicely filling out a probably a men's medium shirt um, he's showing off his Apple Watch. He's sitting there. He's looking confident. This is the one that everyone was like clowning on like three weeks mm. ago. Um, but like, I think last time like we were kind of losing our minds a little bit at the secure the future thing. I think that was just a staffer who like probably is like a Nick Fuentes viewer. I, that's what I said. Just having a little laugh. I just said it was an yeah, I, I would like around. to hold myself accountable right. for overreacting to that a little bit. All right. No, because that's what I said. They're literally um, 90s liberals. Like when I'm looking at this climate policy, it's like they're going to give you money if you do greener gas. They're going to have more Teslas in Canada. They're going to meet the 2030 Paris targets and they're going to do border tariffs yeah. on China until China is greener despite the fact so that China like, is like leading the charge on environmental issues taking climate change seriously includes not letting critical greenhouse gas reducing projects be held up by red tape and lengthy reviews we will fast track review of emissions reducing projects to get shovels in the ground i don't see anything that could possibly go wrong with that do you one thing i will say is that if you go to like their little plan tab where it like drops down 
they've got the environment on it. But if you just go to their plan page, it has everything except for the environment. Yeah. I mean, it's not because they don't yeah, have like, a policy again, that they're gonna try and implement when they win, but it's more that they're trying to still appeal to the right, even though it's not gonna work. Yeah. So let's look and at the NDP. Like, God. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> we're just getting angrier looking at the Tories, so I just want to look at the NDP. Also, we're running yeah. out of time. I mean, you know, Jagmeet's looking great. Oh um, God, I love he definitely, him. Definitely, he he rules. Such good vibes. He's got a search pad. He's got a search tool. Yeah, like y- you can tell that th- you can tell that the kids are mostly on on the orange team, just because this is like by far the best designed website yeah, of all sure. of them. Um, like it doesn't look like it was whipped up in, in thirty minutes on like Squarespace or whatever. Um, but if if this were a better podcast, um, I would have gone into a Squarespace ad read there. Mm. But uh, sadly, we're not sponsored. So, um, but you know. One of the things that Jugmeat has pushed for and the liberals are kind of flip-flopping on is pharmacare because, you know, we love to brag about our um, our healthcare system, but it's not all milk and honey. We still have to pay $5 for prescriptions. But, like, on a more serious note, there are... That is a serious consideration when it comes to more expensive medicine, you know. It's greatly reduced in Canada because it's not a sort of... It's not like a bank in payday that in, like it is in the U.S. where you can just keep hitting it for, for money if you're a pharmaceutical company. Like here there are price controls. But it's still, for lower class families, it can be a pretty serious expenditure, especially if it's something life-saving. Um, so expanding universal coverage to pharmacare is, you know, I, I would say a fundamentally good reason to vote for the NDP. Mm-hmm. I think like... Any expansion of healthcare coverage in the wake of a pandemic is going to be popular, and I just, you know, I hope that I'm not gonna. I'm not saying it's a silver bullet, but between that and Jugmeat taking a stand on, yeah, we're actually gonna do price controls for telecom. Like we're gonna make sure that the the cell phone companies can't work as a triopoly and just, you know, all release the same kinds of plans at the same time. When, you know, one we're of, going to control the prices. One of my most important issues, I think, is, uh, like, childcare. And that's, like, one of the reasons why I actually wouldn't be, you know, indifferent to the Liberals losing, because they're actually finally implementing it after the NDP uh, chose politics over policy in the early 2000s and sabotaged their attempts to implement it. But that's not to say don't vote NDP, because their plan is free childcare rather than $10 a day. It's just childcare is, like... Yeah. In my opinion, sort of this universal childcare, ten dollars a day or free, is the single most important policy that is sort of being implemented at the moment or being looked at at the moment for women's rights and equality. Um, well, yeah, I'm, of course. So I mean, yeah, I'm just saying, if the Tories win and sabotage it, I'll be mad. Overwhelmingly women were the the ones that lost their jobs during covid yeah I and mean, there were I, I you know i can link to studies if, if someone wants me to please uh, hit me up on twitter i will link studies because i look at that have them the lower there. paid jobs get lost first hmm exactly it's incredible how that works it's almost like there were some german guys that were right about some things a while back anyway but you know the <laughs> fuck <laughs> <laughs> 
Fuck you. Come on. For the listeners, I've just added a horrible joke I made. In my train of thought. but So, you know, it is important to get those people back to work and freeing up that time, you know, and allowing women, you know, if they don't want to take advantage of it, they don't have to. No one's saying that you can't. But working women will be able to work a lot easier. Even if it's, I'm going to go drop my kid off at daycare and then go back home to my home office and hop on Zoom. That means that they're not taking time out of their day to take care of their kids. They're already dealt with. That's not an extra expenditure. So it's how it's literally yeah. like that's how you close the wage gap. When you start right. forcing that's women close... to take care of kids, that's when you close the wage gap. It's it's how you close the wage gap and policies like that that aren't like we are going to help homeowners. If it's not aligned along a sort of economic, if there's not an economic threshold for the policy to benefit you. I think there might be an upper threshold where, you know, you make enough money that whether or not your childcare is free doesn't matter compared to how much your you know the interest rate on your mortgage is, mm. right? So there is sort of an upper limit as to how popular that is. But the thing is, if there are more people who would be positively affected by that by free childcare than people who would not who it wouldn't make any difference to Mm -hmm. and i think it you know it's important to you know i don't think that voting is the be-all end-all of political involvement no you also have to assassinate Uh, the president kennedy yeah (laughs) but i i think that it's certainly a part of the process and in terms of building you know any sort of socialist movements it's important to get everyone on board with popular policy. Yeah, whether your right, socialism like is like that, mine, Tommy Douglas, or like, I don't know what yours is, whatever, Whatever the hell I believe in at this point. Or, like, you know, know, the Marxist definition, like it's right. whatever. Regardless of what it is, you need popular support to implement popular policies. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that if something is popular it will get through and i'm not going to sit here and and, you know nerd out about political strategy for the next um half hour and overextend the show but it is really important to try and get parties in power that want to do these sorts of things i mean you can criticize them for not being perfect but i think that there's a difference between criticizing something an organization like the democratic party in america for you know not doing anything remotely left-wing versus criticizing the ndp for you know why aren't you doing a a 30 dollar minimum wage ndp i mean yeah yeah those are things that at some point you need to drum up a campaign and support for so here's what's going to be really great the liberals if they win are going to be tiny they're going to be a few seats short of a minor of not being in government. The conservatives, if they win, are going to be less tiny, but they're not going to, you know, really be able to govern because they're Tories. They're not going to have any allies, except maybe the Bloc. The NDP will hold power, in a sense that they will be necessary for either of those two parties to govern. Um. And so they can actually start demanding concessions. Whether it's the Liberals are in and the NDP can say, no, 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 
when we do childcare, it's not going to be ten dollars a day. It's going to be free, or whether it's the Tories right. and they start demanding and a bit more protectionism the on is, their trade deals. The funny thing is, the Liberals were in that position before. They had the NDP as their sort of balance of power that they could go through. Yeah. The problem is now that you know the Conservatives may be able to work. We might be in another sort of situation where the NDP hold the power, the balance of power in a way where they can use it well enough to help them in future elections. Yeah. And say, oh no, well we we blocked this bad thing yeah. from going through that the you know Or even we forced but, a modification to this conservative part policy. Yeah, so that it was better for people. I think you know the NDP has a sort of, shall we say, mixed history when they try and do sort of electoral tricks rather than just popular things. Yeah. So here's hoping that they you know, there's an orange crush. I trust uh, Jugmeat. Like, I actually... Yeah. I, I, I... Jugmeat is, you know, he's... Not to name drop or anything, I've met him. He's a nice dude, and that's not everything, but... Yeah, same here. Fuck, I wouldn't want to meet Aaron O'Toole. I would love Maybe to meet I'd Aaron O'Toole. Meet look, look, you know how I live in Ottawa, right? I think it'd be funny to get him to say Ligma somehow. If I... I'm going to be the first guy to get a... a prime ministerial candidate to say i'm gonna start going to people's offices declan i'm gonna start getting politicians on the podcast and i'll work my way up to aaron o'toole and then you're gonna meet him but no i mean like honestly jagmeet singh is out of any country the politician i like the most what about uh pretty patel okay but that's different (laughs) how well that's ironic that's because she's funny. That's because she's like, we're going to end free movement in Britain. Hey, you know, she might be like, out. She might be getting fired. Hell yeah. That's actually, unironically, that's great. No, it actually is, because Boris Johnson is doing a snap cabinet reshuffle. I think he's feeling a bit beleaguered. Yeah, he is, because he sucks. I mean, I would if I had to walk around in that body all day, I would feel Well, tired, haven't you heard that he's been like... losing a lot of weight? He talks about um, it all. I the, actually have Yeah, he talks that. about it all the time. He less midnight cheese. He's exercising a bit less more. Less midnight cheese. Or sorry, I can't really. Yeah, no, it's it's hard. Good evening, folks. Uh, I, I I want to talk talk to you because I've been like like many Britons, I am a, a bit overweight, and so to remedy this, I have been cutting down on certain activities in my life. Uh, less chocolates, less midnight cheese, and trying to live a, a more active lifestyle. And it's worked. Yeah. I've actually lost a few pounds, and now I feel great. I feel less tired. I feel full of beans. And Boris, Boris, can I can I just ask you, uh, what are your opinions on Wexit? I I think those pesky Albertans are, are getting in the way of, of good governance in Canada, and they're taking money from Quebec. They're taking money from the federal government, uh, which which should not be given to them. And and, and we know very well that uh, independence movements n- n- never never go well. Uh, so uh, I I believe it is the Tory position to uh, oppose exits at at, uh, at at every stop. Thank you, Boris. Thank you for your time. Uh, Although you know, if if Alberta if, if does Mal- separate, oh, Malcolm, you you're do- ba- you're Malcolm, you're back from the bathroom. I just had a, a lovely chat with a. A G7 head of state. Oh, really? Who was it? Uh, it was uh, Boris Johnson. That rocks. What did you ask him about? He came on the show. 
Uh, I asked him about Wexit, and he said he was a hardline uh, pro Wexit. Well, that makes sense because you know if Alberta separates, he's, 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 he said that he supports uh, Wexit, but only with Maoist. That makes sense because if you know if, if Alberta separates, they get a, a beautiful new blue passport. Well, I, I, you know, for their sake, I hope they do get a beautiful new blue passport. So do I. Um, but yeah, I mean to to cap off the episode. Let's I look mean, at the PPC we've, thing. We've gone through. Right, and like, then we're done. Maxime Bernier looks like we, shit. Yeah, you know he does. You showed me this before we were rolling, but he looks in this picture. I think we might use it like a, a zoom in as our our image. Oh, we might. Yeah, that's actually a good really point. Funny. I was thinking about just because using Trudeau. He Black just voice. looks. He looks like dog shit in this. Yeah, picture. he does. Like his outfit is horrible. Bro, no drip. This like, is like worse than Hassan. Zero swag. Yeah, but at least Hassan has like leaned into it. Like he just yeah he just looks like yeah. shit i mean they have so they they have a store page and the only thing on there it's a link to amazon.ca and it's just a, a a purple like heather purple shirt that just has ppc printed on it it has 31 reviews and it has a 4.5 rating i think i should buy this and uh wear it on election day and then immediately just get you know what i'll sign up to scrutineer and then i'll just show up wearing that yeah shirt. Because I think the most annoying part of, like, scrutineering has to be, like, wearing party-neutral clothes. So, like, I think what what we should do is, like, make a bunch of splinter parties, mm-hmm. right? That just covers, like, every conceivable, like, common color that you can wear. Yeah. So that, you know, if you're going to scrutineer, you have to just be wearing, like, all white. And then we're just kind of, like, already on the way to, like, at least an exciting dystopia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, like, right now, it's a little uninteresting. Because the PPC is just, like, as much as I hate to do this, it's like it's an American right-wing party. Like, yeah. they're like, oh, we're going to repeal no, all gun control. Like... We're not going to do any climate change stuff. I'm about to click on their Indigenous Issues tab, and I'm really going to regret oh, it. Oh, fuck. So, issue. Their words, not mine, by the way. The Indigenous population of Canada is extremely diversified. It accounts for about 5% of Canada's population and comprises First Nations, Inuit, and Métis. There are more than 600 First Nations communities dispersed across the country. More than half of First wow, Nations communities don't like Canada. Reserves. I didn't know. This is all very fast. Okay, so Indigenous issues are very complex. Some communities are prosperous; others much poorer than the Canadian average. Many suffer from acute social problems, including crime. Oh yeah, that's the first one. Domestic violence—that's your second. Substance abuse—that's oh, your great. third. And suicide. So that's. So, you put, again, I, I hate to zero in on this because. I recognize it can be annoying to listen to, but I want to point out they are framing it as a crime and domestic violence problem before a substance abuse, a mental health and, crisis, and a and a suicide and a mental like, health crisis, and they are completely leaving out any sort of economic inequality by saying that well, some of these communities are rich, and by that they mean they have casinos, they have tobacco stores, you know. Stuff like Holy that shit! Yes. So no, right. no, I'm just reading their thing right now. So they're like, "Oh, we need to respect them." So it says, "A People's Party government will explore options to replace the paternalistic Indian Act." By the way, the Indian Act legal language, not mine, is essentially the document that provides the basis for saying the Canadian government has a responsibility to take care of Indigenous people. So by abolishing the Repealing act, repealing it would mean they have to do shit like pay like. You, you don't have to pay sales well, tax. Well, that's, that's, no, that's present. separate. But the Indian Act is things like taking care of people in reservations, taking care of resource issues, uh, your hunting guarantees, etc. So the elder Trudeau 
one of his most controversial and one of his only bad policy things was the idea of abolishing the Indian Act and essentially abolishing all legal separation of indigenous Canadians from settlers. Uh, and indigenous people got up in arms on that because they were like, no, you take care of us because of all the shit you've done to us. So basically when the People's Party says, this is a huge, this is fucked up, when they say they want to abolish the Indian Act, what they're saying is they don't want to take care of indigenous people anymore. That's not respect. They're not going to. They're not going to abolish it and replace it with like a sort of sovereign system where each individual, you know, indigenous, where indigenous land is given its own sovereignty. Right. That's not what they're going to replace. Because it with. the very next thing on their platform is this: the lack of real private property on reserves is in part responsible for the poor state of housing and the social ills that derive from it, and is one of the greatest impediments to indigenous economic development. A People's Party government will explore further avenues to promote the establishment of individual property rights on reserves so as to empower its residents and give them increased control over their lives. Right, so letting letting condo developers just like build demolish letting yeah, letting a condo developer set up shop in fucking Fort Severn. Like the second you so start that, regulating so that, so that whoever so that whoever happened to live in the area that the condo developer threw a fucking dart at a map of of that community and manage to land on someone's house and they get to be a fucking quadrillionaire. Like, yeah, as... the second you let private, like, completely private property in an indigenous reserve, you, like, look, housing in their socks, it's true. And part of it is because they tend to be further up north, part of it is racism, whatever, right? But the second you let the private properties in, then it's just going to be a bunch of white people coming in and being like, I want to build a mine here. I want to build a timber mill. Mm-hmm. Right. So Move your if house you're considering else. voting, if you're considering voting for the Conservative Party of Canada, please go ahead and vote for the People's <laughs> Party. If you're considering voting for the People's Party of Canada, please consider voting for literally anyone else. That way, the right-wing vote is split, and we don't have to hear annoying capital L liberal losers complain for the next 10 years as the Tories hold government. Yeah. Well, they won't. But yeah, we'll see. Yeah, again, still, what time of recording? Two weeks to go yeah. to election day. And what appears to be a first step towards restricting our right to criticize some religions, the government adopted Bill M one hundred three, a motion that condemns religious discrimination, but only specifically mentions one religion, Islam, without defining the term Islamophobia. Finally, on university campuses, a growing number of faculty and administrators, those who should be fighting for open debate of controversial ideas, have become aggressive advocates for censorship. Wow, that's lovely. Yes, I'm actually, yeah, cool. I bet, I bet, I bet they're referring to you know, a professor getting fired for teaching like, you know, I bet they're definitely not referring to all those U Ottawa professors. I'm sorry, I'm always gonna hold that. Over. No, no, it's all true. All the U yeah. Ottawa professors that got fired for like using the N word in a in an academic context, yeah. and by that it was like, again, joke parody, and you know the the professors in question were in like the the faculty discord call and things got a little heated on CSGO. well actually what happened was it was just it was like the french age of consent letter there was a letter written to you ottawa administration that was like we should be allowed to as white people use the n-word in an academic context and if you look at the list of the names signed i'm just saying this again as a french canadian every single one of them had a french last name 
I was I was laughing my ass off when that was breaking, and I'm like, there's no way it's all there's no way it's all of them. There has to have been some Anglo names on but this, no. on this list. Nope, not, not one. one. Um, couple Berniers, couple lists. Yeah, I don't know. I don't remember, but it was pretty funny. But so yeah. Um, oh, pronouns. Hold on, pronouns. Let's see what they say about pronouns. Um. In 2018, the Liberal government denied summer job funding to organizations including charities that would not sign an attestation for supporting abortion. That's fine. Are you kidding me? That's, that's, that rules. Look, the government saying you have to be in line with, like, the law? Like, I think one of the things that you can, like, pra- I don't, again, I don't want to say praise Stephen Harper for, but he was a shrewd politician because he was like, yeah, abortion is a closed issue in this and country. And so is gay marriage. Right. He didn't get sucked into that bullshit. Yeah. And it's like Trump. He's right. In this country, it's a closed yeah. issue. Abortion is legal. You know, yeah, gay marriage is legal. They are non-issues. They are in their institutions. And that's what right? sunk Sheer. Like, well, I didn't sink him, but like the whole Sheer thing was like, yeah, he was personally against gay marriage and abortion. And he was like, yeah, yeah. but I'm not going to legislate it. And it killed him. And now you got O'Toole. Who is like, yeah, I think abortion and gay marriage are great. And it's like, great. Thanks, man. I'm just sad how close we were to a Kevin O'Leary conservative. We weren't that close. I don't think he actually would have won. It would have been so fucking... He, it would have been so It would have been funny. It's just he refused to speak French. And the which, conservatives have been trying for know, like decades, which is finally working, to make inroads into Quebec. Yeah. yeah. Um. So basically, the PPC is saying that C-16, Bill C-16 forces Canadians to express support for the existence of various I- gender identities beyond the biological categories of male and female and to use pronouns demanded by those who identify with other genders. Right, again, generally, like, th- this is a policy that other people will go, oh my god, Canada has, you could be thrown in jail for misgendering Good. someone, and then, like, all the far-right losers will go insane. But it's like, it's, A, not a thing you get arrested for. Like, it's like, yeah, you're, you're not you you can't do this and if you do it again if someone is able to prove in a court of law that you were intentionally misgendering someone to harm them it if hates me, you yeah. were if you were severe enough in how you were referring to them that they are able to prove to a court and most you know that case would probably go to the supreme court because it would be there would be no precedent really if that case was able to to be proven you should see consequences because you would have to be incredibly explicit to, for someone else to be able to prove that you were doing it with the intent of harm. yeah and by the way that also goes the other way like all of these conservatives that like whine or whatever about parents who like force their kids into being trans it goes the other way too because that can be proven to be bad as well so yeah, no, I'm just it's. So this is this is our official endorsement of how the of how litigious the U.S. is. Um, if anyone personally wrongs you, you should go out and sue them and take it straight to the Supreme Court. I just think that the PPC are very funny, and I also think they're out of time. Yeah, we. I mean, the thing with the PPC, like again, not going to extend this any longer than it needs to yeah. go, but like, give them twenty, thirty years see where we're at then but right now that's not a party that's going to take government they just like or even get anywhere they literally don't know what they're talking about that's all it is yeah Yeah. 
All right. Well, uh, we'll talk to you next week. We'll find some fun history topic, or maybe we'll watch a movie. I don't know. Yeah, we will. We'll do something. Yeah. Uh, we'll give. We'll give. We'll give the hogs their slop. I say in the biz. <laughs> there you go. All right. Well, um, until then, I've been Malcolm. I've been Dunkin'. This has been your Juno.